Well, hello and uh, welcome. Thanks a lot for actually listening to my podcast. It has been quite some time since I've recorded an episode and I'll apologize in advance right now because I have been extremely busy. Um, So I had attended on recording a couple of episodes within the last few weeks and a couple things had come up every now and again and it caused me not to take that time to record. Um, So I have a bunch of notes that pile up and now I'm like, oh, well, now I got to record a podcast. So in order to avoid recording a six hour long podcast, I'm just going to stick to a topic that's currently resonating at the moment, that's currently on my mind at this time. So let me just catch up. (laughs) If this is your first time on this podcast, hello, I'm Tanara, and this is just my podcast of me talking about everyday shit in life. Uh, And for me, that includes business, family, relationships, uh, physical fitness, you know, everything in between. And I call it the lovely mess because I'm a fucking hot mess when it comes to all of that shit. So, and I'm sure that there's plenty of people out there that are just like me who have the same feeling. So, To start off on what you might have missed probably in my life that I don't really talk about yet, uh, I had had the opportunity to try out a physical test to be a firefighter. I didn't pass it. I was not expecting to pass it. And I don't say this to be like, oh, that's a bummer. No, I say it because I went in there with no expectation. I did not have this dream growing up that I wanted to be a firefighter. I didn't have this expectation that I should be a firefighter. It was actually just something that my husband had suggested to me, said, hey, why don't you just give it a try? The test is here. Just take the written test. And if you pass it and you want to take the physical, it's right there. Uh, And, you know, Rob has learned, like, I'm not going to place this expectation on her because if she places it on her shoulder, she's going to get extremely stressed out and If she fails and she wanted to pass, she's just going to feel really low about it. But lo and behold, I go into this physical test like, okay, it is built and designed for physically fit people who, it basically, it was designed for men. It really is designed for men. There's a reason why there's a very low number of women firefighters in my area, but It's not a sexist thing. I swear to God, it's not. It's just that's how the job is designed. And I understood that going into it. So there's a couple of things in there that I knew as my own fitness level, I might not have been able to do. And lo and behold, the one item that I knew was going to kick my ass, in fact, did. I'm still sore from it. It was only a few days ago. And when I left... I was actually really excited. (laughs) I've never left uh, an agility test that was required for a job and left happy because I failed. I left there ecstatic because I actually had way too much fun doing that test. Like so much fun doing that test. 
I'm like, screw running a mile, screw doing sit-ups and push-ups until your fucking muscles hurt. You know, screw that crap because you're never going to use that in a real life scenario. This test was like, hey, this is a real life thing that is used all the effing time. Why don't you do it and see if you're meant for this? And I took it and I'm like, yo, I'm meant for this, but I can't do it right now. And I loved it. Loved every second. Which brings me to the point that I was going to make today. And I'm going to apologize if you hear meowing, scratching, or rustling. It is my cat in the background because she doesn't know how to chill. And she's staring at me like I'm crazy because I'm talking about her. But the topic that I wanted to talk today was fitness and nutrition in general. I knew I should be talking about it more because with the pandemic, there's been an an influx of people who are like, I'm going to get on my high horse and I'm going to say that while I was in the pandemic, I was this, I was physically fit with this. And what did you do during the pandemic? Were you being a lazy pile of crap? And it's like, no, we were suffering from a pandemic. We were literally sitting at home kind of figuring out if our our existence is even worth it anymore. And I'll tell you right now, I gained 15 pounds during COVID and I used to be ashamed and today I don't feel ashamed because if it wasn't for that extra 15 pounds, I'm pretty sure my fucking back would have broke trying to lift a hundred pound ladder off the goddamn wall. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking honest with you. I'm pretty sure that's what would have happened. Sorry, I'm tripping over my own words right now. And... <laughs> I mean, I don't like how my body looks, I'll be honest with you. I don't like how it fits in a lot of my clothes that used to fit. And I don't like how it looks in some of my shirts and some of my sweaters. And yeah, my stomach does kind of spill over my jeans a bit. And it makes me feel uncomfortable, a little insecure. But at the same time, I know that if I put in the work, I can achieve, you know, a look that I want. And that does it goes without saying that you can do that. But the point I'm making is when you're in that place, Instagram becomes your enemy, like big time enemy. And there's a lot of people that I follow on Instagram that they're currently at chapter 100. I'm at chapter two and I'm comparing what they do versus what I do. And I'm like, I bet they could do this. I bet. You know, they don't have a problem with this. But I don't know. I wouldn't know at all. So, it's just one of those... I don't know. If you're going to go to Instagram, just kind of go in with this closed mind. Literally a closed mind. Don't think open-mindedness on it because if... If you didn't, you're probably just going to stare off into space. I'm sorry. I'm getting really distracted because my cat is driving me nuts. She's touching my crap. And it's going to make me angry. So with that in mind, let's talk Instagram in general. So today I was scrolling through and I thought to myself, wow, um, I really don't like 
how a lot of these people put their posts together. This one person who I admire, and she's actually part of the company that I do independent contracting through, I'll just say that. <laughs> um, she posted a recipe and she's like, oh, it's perfect for weight loss. And she's talking about cloud bread and she's talking about creating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is perfect for weight loss. What she's not taking into account is that she literally does not have to leave her fucking house. We have jobs. The a good majority of fucking people have full-time fucking jobs, sometimes two jobs. Okay. We have kids to take care of. We're running around. We're doing our own thing. We're trying to fit in the job, the relationship, the kids, the homework. Um, if we're in college, our own effing homework. We're trying to make dinner for the family that everyone's going to eat, not just us. We also have to go to the gym on our own effing time if we're not too tired for it. And then we have to get adequate amount of sleep. These people on Instagram, they don't have, quote, real jobs anymore. Like, they don't have the standard corporate job that everyone else has anymore. They're living their best fucking life doing whatever they want to do because they had more than enough followers on Instagram that allowed them to be an affiliate marketer for the rest of their life. So it goes without saying that her recipe was not targeted to the right people. And when I saw it, I was like, sure, on a random day, if I'm bored on a weekend, I'd be more than happy to make this cloud bread peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It would be ideal, but I don't have the 15 minutes it'll take to whip up some fucking egg whites, put it on a goddamn parchment sheet in a pan and bake it and pull it back out and put PB2 powder um, on it for the peanut butter and then stir up some frozen berries and some a little bit of stevia and then put it on as the jelly and her video kind of goes into this about how it's the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich for weight loss and she mentions that it is 285 calories now i'm all about doing you know, other things to help you lose weight, but you have to make it real. It It's better for someone who is a working individual who is a, you know, you're just your everyday individual and something that it's going to be a meal that they will actually eat. Not everyone is going to eat cloud bread. Not everyone is going to have the time to do that and make that their everyday lunch recipe. That's not how that works. You are better off telling people, hey, you want to have a healthy peanut butter and jelly sandwich, find a local jam maker who has made their jam, you know, make sure that it's not something that's been processed. You know, it's definitely not going to be Smucker's jelly or anything like that. Get preserves, you know, get PB2. There's nothing wrong with PB2 itself. You can make your own peanut butter from it, or you can just use all natural peanut butter because... There's nothing wrong with peanut butter. It's good for you. It has a, it's got good natural fats that you need. You don't, obviously you don't eat a lot of fat. You don't want to eat too much fat, but if you are going to have fat, which you should, um, peanut butter isn't something that you should have to skimp on. And this, <laughs> this influencer, whatever, she literally said, oh, PB2 is like all the protein without the fat. And it's like, you are 
fucking kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. There's nothing wrong with eating fat. And if you're avoiding fat altogether, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. You're not going to get the results you want. You're not going to feel better. Fats literally keep us going. They really do. Everything from fats to carbs to proteins and even the complex sugars, they're the things that keep your body going and keep it moving effectively as possible. So what's my solution, I guess, for this cloud bread PBJ? Fucking Ezekiel bread. You can find it anywhere. Or if you don't like that, pita pockets. That pita pocket bread works awesome. You can toast it, put your peanut butter and jelly on that if you really want to, and have at it. You know, when, or you can just have a regular PB&J sandwich. It's really not that big of a difference in terms for calorie marks if you're really thinking about it. Two slices of bread is like 150 calories, maybe. Not even. I don't even think it is. I think it's like 110. And then, you know, you have your peanut butter and if you measure it out correctly and you measure out your your jam or your preserves, or if you really want it, jelly, because I do jelly. I, I don't like preserves. I hate seeds in my mouth. It's gross. But if you do that, you can easily measure out your calories for the rest of the day and it will still help with your weight loss goals or your fitness goals, whatever it is. So when someone like that, who quite literally makes all these recipes and claims, oh, this is so great for weight loss, she's creating a bigger problem than she realizes. And that's just strictly my opinion. But neither here nor there. Moving back to what I was talking about earlier when I was leaving my test and I felt good. It made me understand that my fitness goals needed some work. Originally, I was like, well, I'm going to do it for the appearance. I'm going to do it to burn fat, to build lean muscle, and get to a point where I can lift heavy things, but also still look good. Oh, and make sure that my thighs don't get too big. Now I'm like, screw it screw it. At this point, I might as well lift heavy for the sake of lifting heavy, do my cardio for the sake of doing cardio to feel good so that I can run a mile or longer and feel happy about it. I'm trying to do more obstacle course races uh, this year, probably by myself because my original running partner is going to have a baby and I'm so happy for her. But... <clears throat> I just, you know, I, I should do things by myself. I should be more adventurous on that. So I'm going to do more races. I'm going to try and join a powerlifting team. Something that I've never done before, but always wanted to. So I'm going to probably jump into one of those. I don't know. Just going to go and be spontaneous about it. But if you're sitting there having like doubts about your fitness goals and you're like why am I hitting a plateau or maybe I should do this maybe I should do that don't feel threatened or pressured by these dumbass Instagram fitness people some of them are actually pretty good and they tell you the truth but this one person she basically claims that all these recipes that she shares 
is the reason that she was able to lose the weight that she lost. And I, what's it called? Orthorexia, when you have this issue with only eating, quote, healthy food, end quote. There's a huge subjectivity when you say things like healthy food. Gluten-free doesn't always mean healthy. Sugar-free doesn't always mean healthy. Fat-free definitely doesn't always mean healthy. You know, low-carb doesn't always mean healthy. When you see things that have a label and they say low-carb or fat-free or sugar-free or no sugar added or anything like that, if you have to see a label that says that, you should probably assume that that's not good for you. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people who are gluten-free. I'm not saying that the food that they pick off the shelves that they're grabbing, like the snack foods, aren't you know good for them. They don't have a choice really when it comes to certain things. So obviously they're going to grab foods that they need that are gluten-free. Um, I don't know what their selection is because I don't go gluten-free, but those options are there for them. But you're not going to go and find these gluten-free like Teddy Grahams and you're going to be like, oh, it's gluten-free. Therefore, it must be good for me. Nope. It's still got a crap load of fucking sugar, crap load of crap. That's all it basically is, crap load of crap. And it's going to make you feel like crap. And you're not going to like yourself. Seriously. <laughs> And don't feed it to your fucking kids if they're not celiac or gluten sensitive. Please don't fucking do that. Like, just don't. Uh, I'm losing my momentum and I'm losing my rhythm right here. I'm so sorry. You guys are probably bored with me. But <clears throat> it just, it dawns on me like every time I see these videos where I'm like why are they promoting this as if this is something that we can do all the time I do like seeing um how people are like oh nature's cereal and they're saying get coconut water and put some frozen fruits in a bowl and eat it with a spoon like it's cereal and it's like okay again not everyone wants to do that because I'll be honest with you, I hate coconut water. I think that shit is nasty. It's too sweet for my tastes. I'd rather drink regular water. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I've tried aloe water. Don't like that. It was not pleasant. But what's weird is I'll probably eat aloe jelly like it's nothing. Like I just grab that gel when they scrape it off and they put it on stuff. I would eat that. I probably wouldn't have a problem with that. But <laughs> they put up these recipes like you can just find the stuff at your everyday grocery store. And the reality is, is not everyone does. What you have is a Walmart. What you have is probably a Price Chopper or a Tops or uh, uh, Hannaford's is what we've got over here or Wegmans. And, you know, that's, that's your choice or Publix, excuse me, for those in the South. Like, that's what you have. Those are the stores that you have. And what they're saying is, oh, go to a Kroger, go to a Trader Joe's, go to a Whole Foods. We don't have that crap. You have to go to like a serious metropolitan in order to get access to a grocery store like that. You, you're not going to find that 
in like a normal suburban area. You just, you, you won't. There's not a demand for it. And even if there is going to be a demand for it, I don't think you're going to find anybody who's going to want to shop there all the time because of the higher income bracket that those stores actually fit. And I say this because as a personal trainer and as a Beachbody coach, there's a targeting system that fitness influencers, not fitness professionals, fitness influencers will try to use. And I'll try to tell you, we have the same 24 hours in our day. We have the same. So if I can do it, so can you. What they're forgetting to tell you is that they don't work a nine to five anymore. They don't work their full-time job anymore. They're doing other things. Now, you don't have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. You never did. Like, you never did. For the last 20 years, no one has had the same 24 hours as Beyonce or her fucking ugly husband. Like, you just don't. She has people who do things for her. She has people who does her hair for her, people who do her makeup for her, people who pick out her outfits for the day, who help her take care of her child. Okay, she has a personal trainer. She has a nutritionist. She has a personal chef. You know, she has a housekeeper, all that crap. So when people say, oh, she's so successful, we have the same 24 hours, if you just work hard, you can do it too. It's like, no, no, everything is now handed to that woman on a platter, everything. So no, you don't have the same 24 hours in a day as, you know, Elon Musk, you do not have the same. So when you're, you're doing things, take it in stride, take it in your own personal steps you're not gonna your fitness goals your nutrition goals need to be done on a tortoise scale not a rabbit you have to do slow and steady you have to take your time with it it took me years to figure that out and then when I fell down off the wagon and I'm looking now and I'm like my brain is telling me that because I don't see results now I'm failing it's not true and I know it it's just not. <laughs> so you have to remember that it takes time. It took time to get to where you were. It's going to take time to get back to where you want. So you have to take those steps one at a time every now and again. So finally, when I go to the gym, I have my routine in place. It's going to kill me every day. It's going to kill me, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with feeling sore. I'm okay with feeling like I'm not going to get anywhere, but I'll be honest, waiting for the test filled me with enough anxiety to keep me awake for weeks. It really did. I don't know why, because I, again, I didn't go in there with ex expectations and I just, I don't know, it just didn't seem that important to me, but for some reason, my anxiety told me that it was everything that going into it was supposed to fill me with adrenaline that was supposed to fill me with anxiety and I know I'm rambling now I'm going off on a tangent now I'm not hitting any current marks or opinions but 
I'm going to just be honest. I'm out of practice. I haven't done this in like eight weeks. So I'm really sorry that my podcast is all over the freaking place today. But it's good. It's good to feel that way. It was good to feel that anxiety because it created this momentum, this desire, this motivation that I didn't know I had or wanted to have, that it was just built deep, deep, deep down that said, you know, you could do this all the time. And if you did it now at the gym, you could do it all the time with races. You could do it all the time with work, even though it wasn't the original goal. It's not a bad goal to have anyway. So I thought to myself, why not? It may not have been my original goal. It may not have been an original, you know, dream job of mine, an original dream aspiration of mine to do things a certain way. But if it wasn't for the door that was open for me, I would never have taken it and I'd have been stuck at another level feeling sorry for myself and not taking the opportunity to move forward. It would have taken longer. Now I'm like, I want to go to the gym. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's going to feel so great. I'm going to lose a little bit of sleep, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> like, it's going to be all right if I do it. I'm okay with this. Just remember that with your your current goals, whether it's a fitness goal, a work goal, uh, anything. There's going to be some form of sacrifice. There was a saying that Nietzsche used to say, and in case anyone wants to know who the hell Nietzsche is, think Socrates, think Plato. He was a guy who came like right then and there during that time. He used to say that instant gratification was like this killer to society because what people would choose to do instead of waking up the moment that they were awake and getting up and starting their day and doing everything to stretch out that gratification. They would rather, you know, sleep in and get that instant gratification. They would rather get the the quick set of satisfaction, excuse me, than do the long drawn out process of satisfaction. So it's kind of like people who would rather have sex on the first date versus getting to know the person and staying with them for like three, four months before they actually go ahead and do the deed afterwards. There's a whole other gratification process that follows those two scenarios. So like Nietzsche says, take it slow. Take each positive thing one at a time. So try it out for yourself, you know, try something new. So for me, I'm going to start start, you know, I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm saying it, I'm going to try. I am going to start, you know, getting up earlier and have an actual morning routine. And I'm going to try to actually force myself to fall asleep at a specific time so that I can get up earlier. And, you know, sometimes that does take some work because I am a night owl. And I really like to stay up late. My brain works better after 9pm. It just does. That's just how I've always been. But I'm going to try that. And I'm going to try and do, uh, sorry, not do. I'm going to try and inflict the five-second rule that, you know, I talked about in an earlier cast to just get the ball rolling with it. I'll let you guys know how that goes. I'm not seeing, like, instant success with it. 
you know, but I can see myself taking that on and making it a success moving forward. So I would just say try, try something new that creates that additional sacrifice. Not a huge sacrifice, you know, we're not looking to look back and go, whoa, I sacrificed all this for nothing. Actually create something that says it was worth doing that. It was worth cutting that out. You know, I, I don't know what I'm currently doing that is much of a sacrifice, but if I think of it, I'll probably come back on with a little short excerpt. Um, so to sum up this uh, little podcast episode, because I hadn't been on here in a while, I am doing a giveaway. So I have two decks that I'm giving away. You guys have heard me talk about the best self decks that I talk about when I'm on here, and I'm going to finish up this episode with one of those decks. I'm going to use a card and I'm going to say something with it. Um, I'm giving away their newest uh, impact deck. It's got 50 prompts in it. Um, I'm giving that away. I'm also giving away the Icebreaker Deeper Talk uh, deck from Best Self. So there are two decks. There are two separate giveaways. Um, if you go on to the Lovely Mess podcast Instagram page, if you follow, like the post, and tag a friend in that post, um, I'd be more than happy <laughs> that you did that. Um, but comment on there and be like, you know, tell me why you would like this deck. You know, I don't care what the reason is. I don't. It doesn't have to be anything insane. It doesn't have to be something out of control. Like, oh, you know, I, I always loved these decks. Like, be honest with me. Be like, I've never tried it and I'd like to try it. I'd like to have an opportunity, you know, without the risk of spending money on it. Honestly, these are great and I like using them by myself, but one day I'd like to use them with a group of friends when this COVID crap is over. So please do that for me. Do that so very much for me. All right, let me get my deck out. Okay, so I'm going to pull out my Icebreaker Deeper Talk deck. So you knew with the icebreaker deck, it's kind of like one of those decks that help you start a conversation with somebody. So if you start with someone new or whatnot, take draw a card and be like, oh, I'm going to try and use that today. So the categories in this one go a little deeper. So it talks about dreams, life lessons, as uh, a category called exposed, courage, beliefs, and self-awareness. So for this episode, <laughs> I'm just going to talk about I'm going to grab life lessons out of here. So, oh, this is fitting. What decision are you grateful that you didn't make? This is the question that was on uh, the life lessons card. And I'm going to be honest with you. For me, what's a decision that I'm grateful that I didn't make? Uh, hmm. Wow, that's actually really deep. There's a lot of decisions that I'm kind of grateful that I didn't make. Uh, hmm. I'm at a loss on how I want to do that. I guess I'm going to whisper now. <laughs> I guess I'm glad the decision that I didn't make 
was a decision to completely um, end my relationship. I um, I had the decision. I, I the decision was there, and I don't know. I felt like I was being struck by something that said, "Don't do it yet." You're welcome to hold on to that feeling. You're welcome to, you know, be right there. But just wait a second. Don't, don't impulse. You know, don't make the decision on impulse. Don't always make your decisions when you're angry. I've always learned that growing up. Because I've done that. I've made decisions while angry. And I've always regretted it later. And you can't go back. So, you know, when it came to everything I was like okay I'm just gonna hold off for a second maybe something will happen turns out the universe wasn't lying to me they were like hey so you did a really good job by the way because this is what's coming and you know I'm, I'm glad we're at a place we're at a place now where I'm happy about it I'm happy where we're at um still stuff that we still work on but where we're at with the steps we're following and everything it's just we grew as people and I swear it's so cliche but it's like you know if it wasn't for half this we wouldn't be where we're at and I'm glad so yeah I'm kind of grateful for the decision I didn't make because this is the decision that I would have wanted out of that and you know what it's this the scenario is what I would have wanted and it's here you know and it makes that makes me happy to think about so for you I ask you now and I'll be making a post and you can comment and everything what decision are you most grateful for that you didn't make what's the decision I want to hear it. I want to know more about it. Write me a freaking essay. You can send the recording to me. I'd love to hear it. Um, I'll even replay it if you want. Um, or you can comment on my Instagram posts. Or you can send me a private message. I want to hear what that decision is, what that choice would have been. All right, stay fit, my friends. Stay sassy. Stay being a complete and total hot mess like me. I'm going to leave this episode as the crazy hot mess that it already is. And I'm going to wish you a wonderful, amazing week. Okay? Thank you so much for listening to the Lovely Mess Podcast. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.